1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
0: This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com.
1: Top five ACC thoughts or observations. What do you want to say? Um, Emery sometimes corrects me because it sounds better. That's why he's here. Number five. We'll know if Miami is for real in the next three weeks because they've got North Carolina coming up. They've got uh, the bigger part of their schedule. I think that they are, but it's going to be really interesting to see um, what this team really is. They look like they have a really good offensive line. Their offense is high-flying. They've only played one real tough opponent, and they kind of worked him in AM. and m So I do think that they are for real, but we will see – over the, the coming weeks because they've got North Carolina and Clemson after Georgia Tech this week. So in about three weeks, I think you're going to see who Miami really is. Yeah, Georgia Tech, man, that's been a struggle. Uh,
2: Haynes King's been very hit or miss just in general. That's been uh, a tough watch at times. But, uh, yeah, I mean, UNC here in uh, a couple weekends ought to be a, a great little showdown. Clemson, as you mentioned, unranked Clemson, yeah, um, which is pretty strange. But, yeah, Miami's got an opportunity to to shoot right on up there into the top ten in uh, the next month. And then, you know, Virginia ought to be a game that they take care of pretty easily. So easy to see them. I mean, baseline going 2-2 two and two here. Um, but can they get one of those two ranked games in this next month? Um, and then, yeah, you get into the the last couple of weeks, and we'll see where they are at that point. But that, that Florida State game could be monstrous if things fall the right way, but that's still a, a long ways out.
1: Yeah, FSU with Miami and uh, Florida and their schedule in two times, that's two of the last three games is nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. It's very nerve-wracking. Uh, <coughs> although LSU and Clemson in the first month, same thing, I guess. Uh, so uh, number four. Speaking of Clemson and unranked, they can play spoiler. Look, they're not, to get back into the league race, they're going to have to have everybody else lose two or three times. And those teams that lose three times have to be the ones that beat them. So it's going to be tough for them. But if you look at their schedule, they've got Miami, who's very much in the race. They've got... North Carolina is very much in the race, and then outside of that, they have Notre Dame, who already has a loss that they could beat and take them out of the national championship picture. So Clemson, I think, for them future-wise to grow, that's the role they probably need to embrace right now. Look, they did not play well against Duke. There's no doubt about that. They do not have playmakers, but this is still an extremely good – a good team that has good coaches. Uh, Garrett Riley's figured out how to run that offense in spite of not having those playmakers, and their defense is legit. They've got two guys who will be starting NFL linebackers next year that will just cut your head off, not to mention a good secondary and a good front. So, yeah, they're not Clemson of old, but they can still rock your world uh, if you're not careful. Yeah, I think
2: anybody just pushing them off is like just some... Average Joe is making a critical mistake. Uh, yeah, there's still the Clemson Tigers. And, you know, I understand with the transfer portal and various changes and whatnot, and just the fact that, hey, not every year you have Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence or whatever, not the quarterbacks necessarily that issue number one. But, yeah, they're still plenty talented, the point being still well coached. And it's not quite what it was during their their heyday just a few years ago, but it's still better than most out there. So, yeah, they can absolutely uh, ruin
1: some dreams here over the next few weeks. Number three, Louisville's a contender right now. They they can they can hang around. I think ultimately they'll probably get got as they say. But this is a, a much better team than I think people realized. I think that Jeff Brown has got something going there. And having a quarterback that knew his system in Jack Plummer, kind of backwards and forwards, uh, has helped them out a lot. Uh, so Louisville's a team you've got to watch out for. And if they're not a contender, they can certainly play spoiler. Um, I just hope for their sake they're not what Syracuse was last year where you started like a house on fire, and then you start playing the, the meat and potatoes your schedule and get, and get rolled.
2: Yeah, they just haven't played anybody yet. Yeah. I mean, they played uh, Georgia Tech and won by five. They destroyed Murray State. They won by a touchdown against Indiana, beat up Boston College, and then edged out NC State on the road. A good win. But uh, Notre Dame this weekend, we'll see, you know, what's what, uh, I think, pretty quickly with the Irish. And so, yeah, if they go toe-to-toe with them, then um, that'll be, you know, on national television in front of, you know, the entire country, and we'll we'll see on Saturday night, you know, how they stack up. But, yeah, so far they've, I think, fed on – you know, some inferior competition, but they've, I mean, not to take away from what they've done, especially with the coaching change and all of that. Um, good for them. But not only Notre Dame coming up, but Duke a couple of weeks after that. Yeah. So Louisville's about to get tested in a major way, and, and how they come out on the other side of that, we might be talking a heck of a lot more about them, and especially. If they are for real and they get you know through that or split that or whatever, they've got more at the end of the schedule. Yes. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of big games for them potentially coming up.
0: Top 10 game with Notre Dame, as you mentioned. Duke, of course, has had a nice run. Miami, wherever they might be by the time they play the next to the last game. And then Kentucky in the rivalry game, mm-hmm. who right now is very good. So, yeah, that's a nice little opportunity for Louisville to stay right on top of the conversation or, or kind of lose ground. Number two.
1: How will Duke fare without Riley Leonard? And I would think that they're going to be without him for at least one game. Now they have a bye this week which worked out well for them and then they play NC State the week after and that team is is changing quarterbacks and kind of trying to figure out who they are right now and that was uh that's one of those transfer portal misses that they got in Brennan Armstrong, the former UVA quarterback yeah, who had a good year a couple years ago. But yeah. he's just not been good in Dave Doran's offense and so that you know they're going to MJ Morris uh, is there as their starter, but on October 21st they start a a stretch of playing Florida State, Louisville that you just mentioned, uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina, and if his ankle is hurt as badly as it looked and they're saying look it's week to week which is what you say but it's a high ankle sprain if they don't have him for those key games then they could find themselves out of the race but we'll see how they do because their offense is not prolific their defense is really prolific and really good and really tough but if they don't have Riley Leonard who's the engine that makes the offense go it might put them behind the eight ball which is really unfortunate because Riley Leonard has been really good for them he's an excellent quarterback and can Win games for you, but not have it in there is going to be tough.
2: That was uh, terrible to see the other night. I mean, that was just the very really, end of the game. Yeah, it yeah. was really awful in a game that tight and, you know, just an ugly injury uh, the way it looked at first. Um, I'm just glad it's not worse. I mean, yep. because certainly that could have been, you know, the worst type of injury that you could have gotten. So the fact that there's even like this air of, you know, could he, um, you know, come back, I think is awesome news and the best you could have hoped for, given the feeling on Saturday night. So, yeah, I mean, that's a big blow for them, but they still will have a great defense. You know, they're still going to be super well coached, and I think that, uh, that you know, they'll be fine in the long run, but it certainly takes a lot of the, the air out of the sails well, that you won't have your guy quarterback. Yeah, and
1: look, he's not only obviously he's the leading passer, he's the quarterback, he's also their leading rusher. So, yeah, yeah. like, he is their offense right now. So they're going to have to find something else uh, <laughs> while he's on the mend. But the fact that that's not a season-ending injury, which it certainly looked like it could have been yeah, when it happened, sure. is, is really good news for Duke. But high ankle sprains are – they're tricky little injuries. That... Now,
0: that, that sometimes, it, yeah, you think about that. That's because you just never know when you're going to get over it. And I'm going to go back to this. Sam Hartman waited for him uh, outside the tunnel – when Leonard was coming out of the tunnel after the injury, I think after the game. And I wanted to throw this out again. Craig and I discussed this yesterday. Have you seen the five-minute video clip behind the scenes with the coordinators also on the headsets of their comeback? No, you're wave? the second person today who's asked me if I haven't. I am definitely going to watch it. Gonna watch I'm it. it. I'm
2: I don't give right recommendations now. a lot, but no. you need to watch it. It like, is it is very intense. It's not the. I mean, I can't speak to every college's video departments and all of that, but it's about as good as I've ever seen. I mean, in terms of the just the cameras and all of that, but the way that they and i'm sure there's more official business terms for it, but the way that they have the coaches headsets like ingrained in the uh the the flow of the video and all of that and you just feel the big moments and the calls as they're happening and and the way that they just do it very seamlessly it's it's a really cool video and really great insight into what all was going down in crunch time um, without revealing too much, you know, but just revealing enough to give you a, a perspective of feeling like you were there in the heat of the moment. It's it's awesome. you got to check it out if you're a college football it, fan. It
0: almost sounds, again, and I'm not comparing it to fighter uh, pilots, fighter pilots, but it has that kind of, like, microphone sound to it. It's really good, well done. And if you're a college football fan, whether you like Notre Dame or not or Duke, you need to go and listen to it because it's great. So go find it up. I just go under maybe under Notre Dame's football uh, Twitter feed. All right, Garrett, Garrett Rock. Whoa, that was number two. Sorry. sorry, I kept number thinking. two. Yeah, we talked too long. Sorry. Number one,
1: the conference is is more wide open uh, than ever right now. I mean, you you see, um, you know, resurgent Florida State team, Clemson. You already with the two losses, Duke. Uh, if they can navigate through with Riley Leonard, North Carolina, Miami. Uh, you know, Louisville is obviously still a contender for it right now. So there are there are opportunities in this conference to to flip the script on what it's been for for quite a while, and we'll see what happens. But the ACC, look, I know it's not as interesting or sexy as the Pac-12, and it's, it's not, but with the SEC being down this year and, and maybe not as prolific, I think that you've got, uh, stories around the country. The ACC is one of them that to to follow for a little while here that'll keep you interested in, in, in the nationwide race and not just the, you know, what's been for like, well, who's the SEC going to get in this thing? There's a lot of interesting things going on. The ACC is one of them right now because North Carolina is a really good team that hasn't lost yet. Miami's a really good team that hasn't lost yet and so on and so forth. I mean,
2: uh, this is the case around the entire country, is it not? I mean, as far mm-hmm. as the Power Five goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The no- SEC doesn't have Alabama. I mean, I know Georgia, but Georgia doesn't look like they're just going to destroy everybody per se. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a reason to believe that Georgia can be got. Um I guess is is a better way to say it and there's a reason to believe Alabama can be got. So I think the SEC is is um is wide open uh, and that there's not just somebody perched atop that's like, how in the world can you possibly beat them? The Big 12 is, you know, Texas and Oklahoma right now, but I think it's pretty wide open as we sort of get into the meat of the schedule. Um, the Pac-12 obviously is a wide open race as well. I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun league races as all the conference slates are starting to spike up, and uh, certainly that's the case in the ACC.